on my desk, there is a statue of Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Luther King, and Butthead, because I got a 3D printer. Check this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and today we are talking about transcribing the universe and 3D printers, of course. So, you know, we usually think of astronomy as synonymous with stargazing. It's such a visual thing. We're looking at the stars. We're looking into the past and, you know, if, if it's far away, all this cool stuff. But we usually don't think of the other ways to interact with it. And not all of us can see, right? So about a year ago, I started to get into the field of presenting astronomy to a blind and low vision audience. And this has been such an interesting thing to approach and to and to think about and to realize that a lot of the things in the universe we can't observe either directly with vision in the case of say radio or, or gamma ray astronomy on on either side of the spectrum or things like a, a black hole right i mean that's by nature nothing comes out of it so but you can think about it and you can imagine it and and interact with it in some way so i've been been trying to ponder this thing. I have this thing called the moon problem of trying to explain what the moon looks like to somebody who's never seen it. So we're going to be talking about that soon. But what happened about a year ago, I was talking to a colleague and we're trying to set up this little class for these kids. And there was this textbook we were using and it had nice maps, but they're pretty simplified of some of the constellations and some of the astronomical objects, say Saturn and Jupiter and the Orion Nebula, things like that. And this lady asked me, very, very um, educated and, and into space and everything. And she said, so, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this, this Braille constellation and are there only seven stars in this one constellation? Fair question. And this particular constellation, Lyra, is, is it swims in the summer Milky Way. So there's countless stars that you can see. The example that I like to use is if you're eating pretzels, like especially those big chunky pretzels, the sourdough pretzels, and you're done with it. And there's all those salt and crumbs at the bottom of the bag. If you if you if you put that across maybe some black velvet, that's what the sky would look like, right? There's just so much happening right there. And and there's the the Alpha Star Vega. I think that's 25 light years away. And I always think it it looks like a girl in a blue party dress. She's just the queen of the summer night. If you turn a telescope to this, you'll have the Ring Nebula. That's a planetary nebula. That's a star slightly larger than our sun at the end of its life cycle. And the outer layers of the star are drifting away, leaving, leaving the core. And the radiation from the core is making this thing glow. And when you look through a telescope, it looks like a space Cheerio. And there's 80,000 suns gathered in a globular cluster nearby. Also, you need a telescope to see that. Well, it's incredible. And there's a lot more than seven stars happening in this constellation. So after this lady said that, I thought, oh man, I need to like translate this somehow. So I printed out a like a star atlas chart of the constellation and I went out to my workshop and I stapled the paper to a two by four and I used a drill bit or different size drill bits to correspond to the different magnitudes of stars, to punch holes in this thing, to sort of make a physical representation of it and totally didn't work. It just like, it looked like a bee had got to the board and was there's no rhyme or reason to it. So I've been talking about this for a year and I finally heard myself. I was talking on another podcast. Shout out to Tim over at the Observer's Notebook. And I was listening to this and I said, oh, I should probably like put up or shut up. And I ordered a 3D printer. 
So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to print an accurate star chart in plastic so you can feel it. So I figured out how to convert the diagram to a 3D image and then print that out. And it looks like some mites got in a plastic Pompeii. It doesn't feel like anything in particular. It just looks like a, like a goof. So I'm working on that. It's developing. The lunar crater worked a lot better. I printed out Copernicus. And you could feel that in the terrace edges and, and how the impact would have been. And I was talking to these kids, and they didn't really know what a crater was. And then finally somebody said, oh, it's like a pothole. They knew the definition of it, but they didn't know it. So that's worked better. The Martian crater worked good too. And I printed out a really simplified, I'm sort of back at square one. I have a seven-star representation of Lyra. And that works a lot better. So I just got to figure out some more of the software. But that is going there. And what I want to do, this is a great idea that my dad had. He said, make a library of these things so that anybody anywhere can print out all of these objects and experience it themselves. So if you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions, let me know. This is a work in progress. I wanted to catch you up on what's going on and uh, keep you posted. Along the way, having fun printing random things, uh, again, Teddy Roosevelt, Martin Luther King, Butthead, you name it, man. Uh, printing out some, some trays to shock a bear's nose. Uh, it's all part of the plan, and it's not cruel to the bear. Working on some beekeeping. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But for now, just wanted to give you the quick update, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening, and let me know if you have any uh, suggestions or questions. Josh Urban at ProtonMail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much. Catch you on the flip side.